Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Helen. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Squiggly Careers podcast where every week, Sarah and I talk about a different topic that we hope will help you to navigate the ups and downs of our squiggly careers with just that little bit more confidence and control that we often might need in the middle of a knotty moment. And this week, we've got a mini series all about finding your focus. We know it's a topic that's on lots of people's, including our minds at the moment. I feel like I'm just in search, in search of focus. <laughs> Sarah, in search of it. So uh, the series is going to start today with me and Sarah. We're going to get super practical about focus and give you some ideas for action and some code yourself questions to really kickstart your focus. And then for the rest of the week, we've actually got three guest episodes to listen to where we're going to dive a little bit deeper into focus from a few different perspectives so on Wednesday tomorrow you're going to hear Sarah talking to Emma Gannon about how you can focus and disconnect so all of those things that might get in the way of your focus Emma's going to give us some insights on how to stop that on Thursday, you're going to hear me talking to Sophie Devonshire and Ben Renshaw about how to focus and love your work. So if you're feeling like you want to be a bit more purposeful and engaged in the work that you do, their insights from their book, Love Work, will be really useful. And then the last episode in the series, which comes out on Friday, is all about how to focus and increase your attention. And Sarah is going to be talking to Johan Hari about some insights from his new book, which is all about focus. And so why is this important in squiggly careers? Well, I feel like this is something we don't really need to make the business case for why we're talking <laughs> about this, because everybody I talk to is trying to do a better job of finding focus. And the more I've thought about this, the more I think there's a bit of a gap between almost our rational objective and probably sensible view of focus and then almost the reality. So, you know, like if we were sort of sitting here at our best, we would all recognise things like, trying to do too many different things at once is not a good thing. We probably all know the myth of multitasking, that you can't multitask, your brain can't do it. So even if you think you're multitasking, all you're doing is switching really quickly between different things. And every time you do that, you lose a bit of focus and you add a bit of time onto your day and you're much less efficient. When we don't find our focus, we're a lot less likely to achieve the things that really matter to us. And yet it still feels harder. And I think if it, for most of us, it perhaps feels harder than it ever has before. I know, Sarah, I feel like I'm in the middle of some really dangerous moment of human evolution where <laughs> over time, I don't know, I do, no, listen. Like, I feel like over time we got smarter and smarter. Like, you know, we started out 
building a wheel, not you and me, like our ancestors. So I was like, where are you going with this? And right. then and then we like built the internet. We got quite clever and started doing some smart things. But now I feel like my brain might be getting a bit less smart. Like, as in, I can't sit with a thought for long enough to process and develop it because I just get distracted by stuff. I think focus is not just a nice skill for people to think about and develop I think it's actually like a really important cognitive challenge so even though this is going to be an actionable podcast today I do think it is something that is very important for people to have an intention about like how can I increase their focus because I think I think it might be a bit dangerous for our development to not have focus and to let our brains get completely distracted so we can't sit with a thought it's quite a serious point Sarah but this is this is where my (laughs) reflection on this is going well really what you're describing is very much what Johan Hari talks about in Stolen Focus. So he, to be honest, he explains why you feel as you're feeling and why also you're not unique in feeling that way. And some of those things are out of our control. You know, some of those things have been developed around us and we perhaps haven't consciously opted in or chosen for those things to get in our way, but they become part of our lives. But we do then, his point is we do then have a choice you know, we almost like need to refocus. I think for a lot of us, it's perhaps if you feel less focused than you've been before, it's like, how do you rediscover and refocus in terms of your your attention? What does that look like? And I think your point is a really good one in terms of in squiggly careers. I think sometimes there is a bit of a pressure about, am I doing enough? And you see other people and we know career comparison is not very useful, but this sense of, oh, well, everyone else seems to be doing four million things and mm. they seem to be able to focus enough to make all this stuff happen why is it just me that seems to find it hard to finish an email or you know whatever it might be just to pick an example that I'm going to talk about later but I do think this is something that we have to choose to think I'm going to really think about finding focus and with the confidence that you will do better work as a result but also the knowledge that the process will feel uncomfortable because I have got a tiny bit obsessed by this over the last few months, partly because I read Johan's book and then I read Emma's. Then I started to do some research on it. Then I watched Social Dilemma on Netflix when I had COVID. (laughs) And then you really start to realise that not even just in the work that you do, but in all aspects of your life, like if you want to, I love reading fiction. If I want to read more fiction, then I need to not interrupt myself reading fiction by to check my WhatsApp messages Mm. or whatever it might Mm. be. And so I've been doing quite a lot of experimenting in the past eight weeks, I would say, with rediscovering and refinding my focus. And it is so interesting how some of it feels so alien and unfamiliar just because we've not practiced some of these things for quite a long time or we've Mm. got really used to acting in a certain way. So um, it is a fascinating area, but one that I'm convinced that we can all choose to get better at, that it is in our control that we can get better. So now we're just going to get really practical. We are. So the way <laughs> I feel like that was, that was about as philosophical as yeah, we're going to get, go. um, because the interviews this week really explore focus in terms of some of those bigger questions. So we thought, how can we be most useful? We'll do some tools to try out and some ideas for action and some coach yourself questions. <laughs> Which we are live using on ourselves. So uh, yeah. we, this, is not, <laughs> we go. this is not something we've got sorted. So yeah, I'm going to talk through a distraction deep dive so you can understand what might be taking some of your focus away. Kind of get a little bit of a baseline for your attention, basically. And then we're going to go into some really short ideas for action so that you can do something different. And then we've got a few coach yourself questions. So that's basically what you're going to hear from us now. So let's kick off then with this distraction deep dive. There are four steps to this. We're going to really structure it, everybody. The step one is all about understanding what are your distraction downfalls. 
These are the things that are getting in the way of your focus. And we want you to be as specific as possible. So rather than just saying notifications, for example, which notifications? Is it Instagram that keeps popping up? Or is it email? Is it your Outlook or whatever? Slack messages, whatever it is. Be as specific as possible about what that notification is. So for example, I would say there are two tech-driven And my two specific distraction downfalls are WhatsApp and Instagram, but for very different reasons. So WhatsApp is a distraction for me because I feel like I want to be responsive to my team. And so it's not that I'm being nosy or that it's easy. It's because I feel like I want to be responsive. Whereas Instagram pops up and I think, oh, I'll just have a little look. You know, you never know what there might be on there to see or stalk or buy. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Sarah, what specifically is a distraction downfall for you? So the one that's really top of mind for me at the moment is, so I start things and don't finish them. So I start an email and don't always finish it at the same time, which logically makes no sense. <laughs> you know, say you're doing a presentation or trying to do a slide or anything like that. I sometimes will do a bit of it and then be like, oh, and then for some reason get distracted. And I think I get distracted by either something else that I would like to do instead. I think that's more interesting. Sometimes it's something easier. So I think there are times where it's like, because it's hard work, I think, oh, I just sort of, like you said, you know, like you want the easy opt-out and an easy opt-out is answering an email. But often I actually think it's just more about because I've got things like multiple tabs open, you know, on my mm. on my screen and stuff mm. like that. And then I spot, you know, you've got the red dot and I actually have every notification turned off, but there are some things I can't quite figure out still quite how to get rid of. And so there is something that sort of flits my attention and I think I do way too much switching mm. and I know that that is inefficient. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm working so hard on it at the moment. So that's definitely one for me. And I think that's less about the technology, actually. I think that's more of a me and my brain I'm going to come back to that point in step two Sarah yeah yeah. so I think that is a bit less techy but I do get distracted by whatsapp messages actually sometimes ones that are not urgent so I find it hard to know that you've I don't have notifications but when I go into whatsapp thinking oh people have said things and I've like not contributed and that might be actually more like family or friends so it's not like responsible like your work one like I want to be responsive mine is just like oh family and friends are chatting I sort of you know, fear of missing have out, you, maybe. Nicole, oh no, have you really? You're like, I should contribute to this, so I'm missing out on some family well, bants. Yeah, like, oh, what's? I'm sort of a bit like, oh, what's happening? What's the <laughs> chat? But sometimes you're like, but I don't like right now. Would not be a good time to get involved in that chat because I've actually got something really important I need to do, or you're trying to get through something. So I think definitely that. And then I'm trying to think other distractions. De- sometimes Instagram, but I, that's one of the ones I have to say I've worked quite hard on over the past like a couple of months and same with things like like say I have no email notifications I'm trying to leave my phone in rooms in different rooms at various different times which is quite interesting like how that feels sometimes that feels quite uncomfortable to do that I realized sometimes that I was watching say you're watching a Netflix program or whatever in an evening that I wasn't watching a full program without ever checking my phone I mean, 100%. during that program yeah I don't and I was like who am I like that <laughs> me that does not. That doesn't make me feel no, good about myself. No, it doesn't make me feel though, good. But that is, I agree at all. I agree. And I was like, I can't even. I can't even sit and watch something for forty minutes without checking my phone. And then when you, I started to really question that. I was like, 
And why is that? Because that's urgent and I really need to be doing that. And it's never true. Right. It's never true. Okay, everyone, we're going to move on. No one ever needs me. We're going to move on from step one before we deep dive too far into distractions. (laughs) So step one is just about naming your distraction downfalls. So perhaps there are some of those that you can relate to that Sarah and I have shared, or maybe you have some other ones. Things that I've heard in the past are things like making a cup of tea or like a pets or family. Like there's all kinds of things that will take your attention away from the thing that you want to focus on. Step number two is to understand understand why so we've done the what what your distraction downfall is step number two is to understand why it is a distraction for you so this is a bit of a build on something that Nia Eyal talked to us about in a recent podcast and he said that there are generally three reasons why a distraction is going to be your downfall the first is it's an internal reason so you are distracted by your phone or making a cup of tea because you're basically trying to avoid something harder or less enjoyable and so you're like oh just make a quick cup of tea I'll just have a fun scroll on Facebook or whatever it is and it's because you're avoiding something that you're not really enjoying or is quite hard the second reason that it might be a distraction downfall for you could be something in your external environment so Sarah talking about sort of you know notifications or pings or perhaps other people are coming into the space where you're trying to focus and work and so there's something outside it's not outside of your control but it's in your external environment And the third reason that it could be a distraction downfall could be like poor planning. So let's say you go, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to really focus on this project. I'm going to get it done in the next hour. But you do that in a place where lots of people are likely to come to your desk. Maybe you decide to do that on the one day this month that you've gone into the office when everyone hasn't seen you for ages and they want to know exactly what you've been up to and what's been going on with your life. That's probably a really bad time to try and find your focus because there are going to be some inevitable distractions that come your way there. And so it's important to know not only what your distraction downfall is, but why that distraction is kind of drawing you away from the thing that you want to give your focus to because the action that you take will be different depending on the root cause of distraction. So what do you think yours are mainly? Internal, external or planning? Um, I would say internal and external. It's not really planning for me. It's internal because it's quicker. That's why. I like to move stuff on quick so I can reply to an email really quickly. I'll often go to a quick task first. Like if you think about writing the book, that'd be a good one for me. You need to focus on writing a book. So you need your head in a writing zone for a good, like we would say what, a minimum two to three hours to find your flow with writing a chapter on a book. And for me, that is really hard for me to sit and do one thing for two to three hours. I find really hard. So within about 45 minutes, I'll be like, oh, I could just send a quick email because that gives me that sense of achievement it's not necessarily a meaningful achievement, but it gives me a sense of achievement that sitting down and writing for three hours doesn't always do. And so I would probably say it's more of an internal challenge for me. What about you? I think probably internal and planning. So I did have one example last week of planning, which was an interesting one where I wanted to read an article a couple of weeks ago. Actually, it was preparing for our monkeys podcast, mm-hmm. our monkey management podcast. And I wanted to read an article in a book about that to prepare. So I wanted to focus on it because I wanted to understand what the article was saying and also think about the so what for us for our podcast and I'd got it open on my desk where I work and that's also where all of my tech is that's where all my post-it notes are that's where all the to-do lists are like I'm surrounded I'm literally sitting here right now surrounded by Mm. work work I've not done work I need to do books I've not read etc the way that I was reading this article was insane I was (laughs) reading like two or three sentences and then doing something different 
And then I'd sort of go back to it and read, probably like reread those sentences and then maybe read like an extra sentence or two or like maybe read a paragraph at a push. And then actually I got I sort of got mad at myself <laughs> and I was like, this is ridiculous. But I'm just talking to myself about that. And then what was interesting, and that was poor yeah. planning because that was, I knew that task needed to be done and I knew I needed to find focus and I was doing it in exactly the wrong environment. And it was not about going, oh, I need to sort out where I work. It was honestly as simple as, I went downstairs. Mm. I was like, I went downstairs with that article, left the environment where I do loads of other stuff, where there are quite a lot of distractions of the day to day. Sat there, did have a cup of tea. I don't see cups of tea as distraction. I see them as a necessary <laughs> hydration part of my day. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I got myself a cup of tea, sat there, read it. It took me like 16, 17 minutes. Really interesting. Wrote down some good notes, felt really good about myself and really felt like I'd understood and I felt a really good sense of achievement doing that. I didn't feel good about the time that I'd wasted trying to do it in other ways, but it did make me think. And nothing happened. You know that thing again about what did I miss in mm. that 17, 18 minutes? Or did it really matter? Like, of course it didn't. It was absolutely fine. So that's all in my own mm. control. So definitely that's definitely sometimes planning. Like if you're not in the right environment, I think that makes those distraction downfalls easier to succumb mm -hmm. to. That's my kind of observation. And then I think sometimes... Mine are internal in terms of thinking. I don't care about the quick thing like you. Not in, We're different in that way. I love working on the same thing for a day. No problem with that at all. It's am I enjoying working on that thing? So yours is about ease and pace. Mine is about enjoyment. So sort of in a selfish way, like if I don't want to be doing something, but we need to do it, I distract myself because I'm like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I see this. I see this. <laughs> and so... Uh, yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> so mine is sometimes more about that. That's almost when I think I have to have the most perseverance and grit to actually get those things done. If it's something that's hard and I enjoy, I can turn everything off for four hours, like, mm. no problem. If it's hard and I don't want to be doing it, I sort of also have, like, an internal monologue of, like, oh, I don't really want to do this. Why are we doing this when I don't want to be doing it? So that also isn't helpful. That I think because I'm a thinker, not a doer like Helen, I end up with a very unhelpful internal spiralling monologue, which sort of goes alongside trying to do the actual work and it's quite distracting. <laughs> Sorry to secure you. I really feel for you. I really feel for you in your brain. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. 
at Plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, so step one, we've named our distraction downfalls. Step two, we've worked out why they are a distraction for us. Step three is to rank them. So they're not all going to be equally distracting. Like Sarah said, to be honest, I go and have a cup of tea. It's like a minor, I wouldn't even call it a distraction because that's not like a big thing for her. But perhaps the checking your emails or going on the family WhatsApp chat is a bigger distraction. So it's important that you rank them basically so that you can prioritise where you put your effort and energy to do step number four, which is to find your friction. So for the highest one or two distraction downfalls that you've got, think about how you can find some friction to stay focused. So if I give my example, and maybe Sarah, you can do it to bring it to life for people. So my biggest distraction downfall is my phone. The reason, if you go back to the why, the reason it is, is because it's quick and easy and I'm trying to avoid something that might be hard and slow. And so the best way for me to find friction is to basically train my brain to not give in to it so quickly. So for example, Nia gave me this advice and really, really, really stuck with me. Saying no, I won't give in to that distraction isn't that helpful because it's really, that's too hard for me to do. It's too appealing. But he said that you've got to say but not yet. I will give in to it. I can go on my phone. I can respond to that email. I can look at something on Instagram, but just not yet. And what for me, the friction that I have is how long I can go without checking. And that almost becomes like a bit of a target. So I'll be like, I can feel myself going towards it and I'll be like, well, I'll check it in five minutes or I'll check it in 10 minutes. And the idea is that you build up a bit of resistance to the attraction of that distraction over time and then you know with a bit of effort on building that resistance over time you kind of have it's less appealing for you it's less of an sort of autopilot urge and it's more of a conscious consideration so that's what I am working on at the moment is feeling feeling the the urge when it happens but then just telling myself you can but just not yet and trying to make that not yet that bit longer each time I think the ranking really helped me because I've been thinking about this quite a lot this finding your focus and I think if you just think about distractions it can actually feel too overwhelming to know where to start and you just sort of keep going as you were I've sort of taken them one at a time and so my one at the moment is really that starting and not finishing stuff and recognizing that that is inefficient you talk about training your brain I think that's a good shortcut to what we're trying to do what I train my brain to do is partly, I think, a bit of a reward mechanism. So I almost think if I start and finish almost in order, so not start one thing, then start another, and then start another, and then finish another, and finish, like doing, so start and then finish, start and then finish these four things that I need to do, then I'll go and have a break and go and get a coffee. Or then I'll go for a walk and listen to a podcast. So usually I think... The reason I don't finish stuff is that point about I'm not that interested in it ultimately or like it's not a really motivating thing for me. And so it's I let myself get distracted. But ultimately, those things have got to get done. So would I rather spend more time on those things or less Mm -hmm. time on those things? And if I start and finish, I will spend less time on those things. That's been motivating for me because I thought, well, I want that time back because then I can spend that time doing something else so it's sort of a bit of an if then statement like well if I start and finish things at the same time 
then I will find more time, which is one of the things that I'm really trying to do at the moment. And I will find more time for those things that really matter to me, like being able to get out and go for a walk every day during my working day. So I, it's, you know, like the carrot and the stick thing. It's a carrot, right? I think if I've got that right, it's like, I've sort of gone with the, I'm not going to beat myself up, but I am going to have a sort of a, well, what's the motivation? Like, how can I stay committed to it? So I know that we talked around those different steps a little bit, but it is because it does take a little bit of time to go through them and it is really useful. But just in summary, step one, name your distraction downfalls. So that's all about the what. Step two, understand why, internal, external, maybe a planning challenge. Step three, rank them in terms of how much they're getting in the way of your focus from high to low. And then step four, find your friction so that you can stay focused, really concentrating on your you know, number one, number two biggest distraction downfalls. And so before we give you five Coach Yourself questions, we thought we've just got three very short additional ideas for action. So just small things that we've noticed can be really helpful in terms of finding your focus, because I do think this is not something where you go from almost like having no focus <laughs> to 100% focus. I don't, I don't feel like that's the job. It's just one of those where you go, you probably want to find more focus than you've got today. I have found actually experimenting with what works and what doesn't is a good way to think about this. So first idea for action, we're calling focus friends. So find a focus friend who can help you stick to that thing that's important to you. So if you are, let's say it's Helen, for example, just to take as an example of somebody who I spend some time with. So Helen has 4 million notifications popping up on her phone. It drives (laughs) me insane. It really drives me mad. And I'm like, put your phone away or at least turn it over. Occasionally she might turn it over if she's like being, she's in a really good mood that day. So if Helen, for example, said to me, do you know what? When we get together, that time is, is really important, important to, me. to me, Sarah. So I'm going to keep my phone in my bag because probably oh that'll gosh. be fine. Can, or we could, so we could say to, to help Helen time, feel everyone. a bit, look how nervous she's looking at me. I like, also feel like okay. I now have to do this next time I'm with you. Otherwise you'll be like... I know. I mean, if you're thinking, I'd not really thought about this before we recorded today. So what I was thinking was, I was like, oh, I know that's going to be really hard for Helen. So what we could maybe do is say, okay, Helen, so you know, I always need breaks because yeah. I like to have a break to like refresh and stuff. Every time we have a break that I always need, then you, you're you allowed to look at your phone when we're in the break. So it's not a you can't look at your phone at all when we're meeting. It's like you've probably got to wait 40 minutes before you can look at your phone. But by saying it out loud, now there, what doesn't work is Helen's not committed to that because she isn't saying it out loud. I've sort of, I've suggested to her. I you forced it on me on a going, podcast and not, not talked to not, me about not it. Not quite sure I was quite right. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you do say it out loud and you have developed it, you create an expectation of yourself and also the sort of the expectation of someone else for you as well. So that sort of reciprocity is actually really powerful. It doesn't need to be the same person every time, but I think you can actually have some fun with this as a team and actually go, well, what's everyone's distraction down for? Because everyone has them. And so I might say to Helen, right, okay, I'm going to try and do that start and finish thing. And I'm going to try and make sure that there's only one day next week where that happens. So every other day when I start something, I finish it. That actually sounds quite ambitious. Maybe it's for two days. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now I'm saying it out loud. Now that I'm forcing myself to do my own activity. Okay, Less so maybe I only have now, right? two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've got two days where I could think of examples where I did start stuff and didn't finish it. And those other three days, I stuck to it and managed to find friction, reduce that distraction downfall. It is interesting how saying something out loud, the level of commitment you feel to it is really different. And so I I think in focus friends, we can be like, 
It could be your friends that you don't work with. I think you could talk about it on Teams and be like, what's everyone's distraction down for you're going to work on this week? And how are you going to find some friction? And then we could just be like, well, how's everyone going? Is it, there's some things that I've tried in the last eight weeks that have been a disaster where I've been like, I'm surprised that I can't do it, but I can't. And so then you have to sort of work back a bit from, well, why not? And what else might I try? And why has this been so difficult? And, and what might I do instead? In case people want to experiment with focus friends, but they're like, I don't know who my friend is. <laughs> just just in case. I mean, I'm, I'm Sarah and I are sort of stuck with each other, so we could always support each other in this way. But yeah. focusmate.com is like a free, I think you get like three free sessions a month before you have to pay something like $5. But it basically randomly matches you with someone. You put in like a time that you want. So I want to focus for 30 minutes and it will match you with somebody else who wants to focus for 30 minutes and you just basically introduce yourselves you don't have to do anything more than that but it's the idea of like an accountability partner so it might not go so far as being a friend if you want to experiment with this intentional focus by having someone who can hold you accountable focusmate.com could be a good thing to experiment with so idea for action two is to ask yourself can it wait so I think part of the reason that sometimes we struggle to focus is we are trying to do too much at once And Jim Collins talks a bit about this. And when we've talked about time before, I think um, Oliver Burtman has talked a bit about this as well, that we sometimes are all guilty, I think, of creating a false sense of urgency. So either we assume something is urgent and we've actually not stress tested that at all. We've not asked the question or maybe something is important and, and it is urgent, but perhaps it's not as urgent as you imagine. So you might think it has to be done by tomorrow, but actually it has to be done by Friday or okay, could you do this in the next week? Well, that might be a bit of a challenge, but what about if we did it in the next 10 days? And I think that then means that the more your to-do list stacks up, the more tasks there are on your to-do list, I think for a lot of us, that then equals lots of switching, lots of flitting around. Certainly it does for me, and I hear that from lots of people in our workshops. Everyone's like, I feel so overwhelmed by what I've got to do. You know, sort of, you either do nothing or you try and do everything all at once. And I think just making sure, I always think about it as just thinking, just pressing pause, just pressing pause and thinking, do I need to do all of these things today, right here, right now? Or actually, would I increase my focus if I was really clear about today, what's the one thing I really need to focus my energy and effort on? And perhaps there's a bit of a leeway then around the edges for some of those other things, but sort of what's the most important thing for you to focus on today? And I think that then also just gives you that prioritisation that can be really helpful for us. I think with us. urgency as well, like someone else's urgent doesn't have to be your urgent. Um, you know, like you just sort of, you just mm. take it on by, okay, well, it's important to you, don't, you, so don't challenge it. And also you sometimes, this is more what I do, is that you create your own urgency and it's sort of to make you feel more productive, but then it ironically makes you less productive <laughs> as a way. But yeah, I think it's sort yeah. of understanding where that urgency is coming from. And then the third idea for action is about opportunity cost. So whenever we lose anything, this idea of kind of loss aversion, it's a really powerful motivator for us. It's like, what's the negative? It's actually quite a negative thing. What's the negative cost or consequence of you being distracted, of all your distraction downfalls? So perhaps with Helen's notifications, which I feel like together squiggly careers team we are going to during 2022 this is our together task I feel like getting her to turn our notifications (laughs) off would be a massive win but talking about it probably in the way that we have so far is probably not probably not going to change behavior but if we talk to Helen about well what is the loss aversion okay well Helen you are going to be a less good CEO for Amazing If if you keep those notifications on you are going to do a worse job 
at making careers better for everyone. Things that you yeah. really care yeah. about that you're it really works. committed works. to. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> works. That's more effective than telling me <laughs> to turn it off when we're in the room together. <laughs> but even I think when I think about that one for you, I think, well, you are missing out and everybody else is missing out on those things that you are brilliant at. We need those make it happen skills. We need those brilliant ideas. We need that person who can prototype something in 15 minutes. But we don't need that person who has got 4 million notifications and clearly gets distracted because of it. That's the other thing is going, you will reduce your impact. Your ability to do your best work will be diminished by those distractions. But just to put a little bit of a defensive challenge in place, I don't actually think it is as easy as going, (laughs) so just turn it off because actually there's an opportunity cost there. Because... Part of it will be an internal thing, like that we've talked about, but part of it will be, well, that stuff does need doing, and I don't know who's going to do it if I don't do it, but that the sort of point is, well, let's talk about that, because what I'm doing at the moment is going, that stuff mm. needs doing, I'm the person who does it, therefore I can't stop doing it, and then I need to be on alert for that stuff, and if I just turn off the things that we're calling a distraction to give increase my focus, then I think that does actually introduce risk that other people might not appreciate into our business because they're not doing the stuff that I just do without them even knowing about it. But that's sort of the point. I do think there's this bit in the middle of before you stop the thing that might have been distracting you, just think about how important is it and does it need to be you and who else could help? But I think that is a really good conversation to have where you could have quite a lot of empathy with a team. Like if I said, for example, well, the reason that I'm distracted by Instagram half the time is because I think it's important to respond to our community and no one else does it. And therefore they could then become, OK, well, how is a team? If we all think that as a team that is important, how as a team could we do it? Or well, I worry that these things will get missed in my inbox if I don't pick them up. And it's like, okay, well, let's have a process in place where that does get picked up. So I think it's the confidence in knowing that things will get picked up by other people or you jointly agree that they're not quite as important as you might think they are rather than just completely turning it off. Because I think that isn't that helpful for someone who might be, well, for me in particular, distracted by something they think is actually quite important to do. So having gone through all of that, having gone through all of that reflection and hopefully having the opportunity maybe to to talk to some other people about distractions, we do have five Coach Yourself questions now for you to really think through so that you can get specific about what you might do differently. So here they are. Number one, what's the most important objective or project that I'm working on? Number two, what would be the biggest benefit of increasing my focus over the next month? Coach yourself question number three. What's my biggest distraction downfall that I am in control of? Number four, who could help me to improve my focus? And coach yourself question number five, when can I disconnect to have some time to think? We will summarise those five questions on the pod sheet. You can get the link to that in the show notes. So if you do want to kind of work those through for yourself, they'll be there. You don't have to replay and write each one of them down. They're all on the pod sheet for you. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, if you've got any ideas for episodes or things you'd like us to cover or to spend some time (laughs) disagreeing about our various different approaches on... please get in touch with us it helps us as much as it helps all of our listeners and sometimes I cannot believe that people do listen to this but some people do and seem to find it helpful so as long as that happens we will keep going for I can't remember how many episodes I mean, I'm looking at my phone but apparently episodes, it's a distraction like downfall so I can't answer that question for you <laughs> <laughs> 
brilliant. I feel like after this, we're going to be straight on our phones, like WhatsApping each other, which I feel I can't work out if that's ironic or really counterproductive or whether we should just focus on some more work. Who knows? But we do really appreciate you all listening. We know loads of you share the podcast, which we're always really grateful for. Please rate, review and subscribe if you've not had a chance to yet, because that really helps us to share Squiggly far and wide with lots of people who might not have found us yet. So that's all from us this week. But do not forget that we have three further conversations all to help you find your focus, maybe with a bit less friction and disagreement than you might have had in this one. (laughs) So don't forget, tomorrow you've got Sarah and Emma talking about how to disconnect. And then you've got me talking to Sophie Devonshire and Ben Renshaw about loving work. And then finally on Friday, you've got Sarah talking to Johan Hari about how to find your focus and increase your attention. So do listen, do let us know what you think. Do let us know how it might have helped you because it helps us as well. And we'll be back with you next next week. Bye everyone. Bye everyone. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm.